in your Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 20, if you would please, this morning. Uh, We'll kind of diverse a little bit away from our study in the book of John entitled, Why Christianity is Special. And uh, we'll kind of sidetrack a little bit today because of the, the special day and the the honor of the hour and try to talk a little bit today on this subject, if it would be all right, on kingdom-minded moms. Kingdom-minded moms. Right now, mom, what is on your mind? What is of utmost importance to you? What excites you? What motivates you? Moms... What is on your mind? I read for you out of the book of John, chapter number 20, now that I have your attention. I read for you verse number 20. And I hope and pray that God would speak to our hearts today. The Bible says, then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons. Please, could I have your attention? So insignificant not to be named. The nameless mom in the word of God who mothered, exampled, and raised the sons of thunder. The unknown force behind two of the men of whom it was said they turn the world upside down for Christ. Wow. Double wow. Just the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Sometimes, Mom, do you feel like You're unrecognized, unappreciated, overworked, underappreciated, taken for granted, stepped on, belittled, ignored. Ah, you women can say amen. 
But in the mind of God and in the record keeping of God, the mother of James and John was recognized. And so she came to Jesus with her sons. Notice she did not send them. She was with them. Now, if the mother is significant, now, young people, I want you to listen. It is thought that John, at this particular time, notice always the reference is to James, then John, not John, then James. Significant and indicative of that James was older than John. John is to believe to be 15 to 16 years old when his mother came to Jesus and approached him with a request. By the way, isn't that what moms do when they pray for their kids? They approach the Lord with a request for their children. Notice, if you would please, the Bible says that she came worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. Now, today's moms would ask for a Camaro, the new one, with 19-inch wheels. With insurance. Today's mom. What do you approach the Lord for? In regards to your children. I'm not ridiculing or downgrading. I'm talking about kingdom minded moms. There are good moms who are not kingdom minded. There are godly moms, may I say, that lives a godly life but do not have kingly-minded goals for their children. It's indicative of what do you go into the presence of Christ and seek for your children. So the Bible says that in verse 20, she came... To the Lord, worship him and desire a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? And she said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit the one on the right hand, the other on the left in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered her and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able, he's talking to the sons now, are ye able, two boys, are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink 
and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. And they say unto him, we are able. Kingdom-minded moms. If in the 25 years that I've preached to some of you, if when you pray, you not pray, if you do not pray in regards to the kingdom of God with your children, I am a complete failure. If all that is important to you moms is a good secular education, a wonderful athletic opportunity, If that's all that you moms have on your mind, my 25 years here is a total failure. You say, preacher, that's kind of cold. Let me ask you, what is on your mind? You know, uh, mothers are several and sundry things. They're teachers. They're disciplinarians, or used to be. (laughs) Cleaning ladies. Gardeners. Yard mowers. Cookie bakers. Window washers. I'm getting tired just thinking about it. (laughs) Nurses, doctors, psychologists, counselors, chauffeurs, and coaches. Mothers are developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies, you can tell, (laughs) shapers of attitudes. Mothers are soft voices saying, I love you. Mothers are kids linked. To God. Mothers teach children how to love God. And if mothers do not love God, more than likely, children will not love God. Children are a direct reflection of mothers. Moms are quick to want the best for their children, are they not? Have you ever heard of the phrase, mother hens? Quick to protect children. I saw one at a basketball game invite my associate outside. And the big chicken sent me. (laughs) Embarrassing to the child, I'm sure, because all the gym heard her invite my associate outside for a sachet in the parking lot. I do not believe she wanted to dance. Do you, Jim? (laughs) And most certainly, Jim did not want to dance. 
And I know probably the boy of the mother was at that moment completely, totally, utterly embarrassed. But when years pass, that boy will brag about his mom whooping my associate. Huh? It is so bad that we used to go to ball games and I would sit someplace else and not sit with my wife. I threatened to buy her a striped dress that looked like a coach's uniform. Give her a whistle because the officials were never right Our son and our daughter never fouled. It was always everybody else. Mamas always want the best for their children. They're quickly to defend their children. And here we have a Shining and glowing example of a mother in the word of God that's not interested in name fame, not interested in her uh, elevation. She is interested in her boys, James and John. You say, preacher, what's her name? To name her, we would have to surmise, we would have to... uh, Uh, we would have to speculate. Her kinship, we would have to speculate. But as you look through the Word of God and you study and compare Scripture with Scripture, probably more than likely her name was Salome. More than likely, according to Scripture and tradition, she might have been the sister of our Lord's mother. Making uh, these boys... The cousins of our Lord. And she felt that she had the right and the privy and the privilege of walking into the presence of he whom she has witnessed walk on the water. Of whom she has witnessed healing the sick, feeding 5,000 miraculously. And even invading into the depths of death itself and raising Lazarus from the dead. Surely he's been elevated in her eyes to more than just a cousin or a nephew. And she felt she had the privy and the right to enter into his presence and say, I have a favor to ask of you. Consider with me, if you would please, her position as she came. The Bible says she came worshiping him. Look in your Bible if it did not say that. She did not see him as a nephew. She did not see him as a near kinsman. She saw him as a savior, the Lord, the God of this universe. And she entered into his presence with worship, humbly bowing before his presence. 
Would to God some of us would realize who he really is. And would to God we would see that it's more necessary to ask his blessings upon our children and his admonishment upon our kids. And it would be a lot better if we talk to him about our kids than we do the counselor at school. Notice, if you would please, as she approached him, consider her position. Notice in verse number 20, if you would consider her asking. She did not just come and ask. She come desiring, supplicating, if you please, to beg. The Bible said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I'd have to tell you, in raising six kids, they have not all been angels. We have not had any trouble at the house on where to hang their harps. We did not have to dial to heaven and ask for special cleaning devices to take care of their halos. They are dirty, rotten, rebellious little sinners. Ever stinking one of them. Amen. Now I'm the only one in this place that God out of six would make them all sinners. Now if I know you had three, one or two of them is probably perfect. I'm speaking to that one that's like Brother Jim. And John. And Brother Schuler, just plain, downright, sorry, no good, reprobate kind of sinners. And she came asking, begging, pleading. And I want you to know, a lot of times in our disciplining and in the raising and in the training of our kids we might ought to go to God before we act we might ought to say Lord what would you have me to do right now I'd hate to say to you that one of my kids and all six has never broken my heart, but I'd be telling you the biggest lie in the world. You say, you act like it don't bother you. Uh, you ought to see me when I ain't nobody else around. I shoot trees with shotguns. I wish that the neighbor's next door dog would get mange. I never ask for anything to be deceased. But in those times, I know to whom to go. And it's not to the kid, and it's not to the neighbor, and it's not to the child psychologist. I go to the Lord in prayer, asking, begging, pleading, if you please. For my kids. Notice if you would please. The 
position. Notice, if you would please, the asking. Notice, if you would please, Jesus entertaining the request. Now get this, if you would please. She asked in verse 20, get this now. Jesus is responding to her prayer. Lord, I want my kids, James and John, to sit at your right hand and your left hand in your kingdom. Of course, you know now, her idea of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is completely arrived from what it really is. She was expecting our Lord to usher in a kingdom on the earth, the kingdom of David, and defeat in Rome and the tyrants that now rules them, and Jesus setting up an earthly kingdom on this earth. That was her mindset. That was what she was thinking. And Lord, when you do set up your kingdom, I want, if you would please, your cousins, (laughs) nothing wrong with throwing in a little blood in that deal, your cousins to sit on your right hand and left hand. And Jesus said to her, ye know not what ye ask. Did you see how Jesus responded to her? And he said, now I don't know if you boys motivated her or not to come and ask these favors. Because in the other gospels, mama's not mentioned and the boys come and ask for these favors. Now I don't know if you boys, now he's talking to the boys. I don't know if you boys motivated your mama my aunt, to come and ask for these privileges. And he turns to the boys. You two boys, come here. Stand right here. Which one do you want to be, Peter? Well, he's not in here. Now, this is John. This is James. Mama has come and ask that these boys sit on the right hand and the left. Now he turns to the boys and he says, Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of? And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. And they say unto him, What do you guys say? Yeah. Uh, That's Texas for we are able. Yeah. This is John. John said, yeah, I can. You know what John got? John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. And all he ever heard was just a bunch of water and oceans and nobody there with him. You sit down, John, you've been exiled. Are ye able to drink the cup and live with the baptism? This is James. He was beheaded for the cause of Christ. 
Are you able? She got what she wanted. But I wonder if she wanted what she got. Just, you sit down, James, you're dead. (laughs) Kingdom-minded moms do not put conditions on what God does with and through her children. I love this mom. Nameless. But she was concerned. Let me give you about three things in about ten minutes on what she was concerned about. Would that be all right? Mom, number one, you ought to be so concerned about your kids entering into the kingdom. You ought to be so concerned about your kids' spiritual welfare, even above their educational welfare, even above their occupational welfare, even beyond their physical appearance, far beyond anything in the world. And you say, preacher, now why would you say that? I believe that this was her lifelong priority. Mothers ought to have a lifelong priority in the life of their child. I know that you'd like for your child to graduate and then enter into your private educational institution like A&M, B-U-L-L, or some other great institution in the world. Most moms and dads have that kind of goal for their kids. Because in this age, success is built around things. Is it not? Success in the eyes of this world is built around job accomplishment, job uh, position, and we just have fallen into that trap. I'm sorry, we have fallen into that trap. Those goals are absolutely commendable. Those goals are absolutely uh, uh, great. But let me tell you something. If you have sidetracked your child's spiritual welfare, you have failed as a mom. Her perpetual and lifelong priority was that these two boys might be saved. You say, now, preacher, how in the world do you know that? I believe she might have been present in Matthew 13. I'm afraid she might have been standing close by. It's only just a few chapters. It might even only be a week 
It might only be just a few days has transpired since she's heard our Lord say these words. Chapter 13 and verse 41. You got your Bible there? I think this would make a difference in my goals for my kids. The Bible said, And the Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend, and them that do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous Shine forth of the sun in the kingdom of their father who hath ears to hear. Let him hear. Probably still ringing in the ears of her was the words of our Lord as she stood there and heard him preach and teach concerning the things of God. Do you think it was a possibility she might have talked with the fella in John 3, that Pharisee named Nicodemus. Do you think it's possible, ladies and gentlemen, that the word was out that this wealthy, this uh, religious man had made his way to our Lord? And he said, now, Nicodemus, let's cut through the bull. Let me tell you really what you need. And except ye be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Thank God for a mother who's not interested in name fame, but comes to the Lord and says, Say, I've got this kingdom of God on my mind. I've got this kingdom of heaven on my mind. I've got this being born again on my mind. I've got this wailing and lashing of teeth on my mind. I've got this righteous shall shine on my mind. How in God's name can we get my sons into the kingdom? Of course, now she didn't have cars, motorcycles, Boats, bull, and baloney on her mind. She didn't care who won the Mavericks game. That was not priority in her life. Please don't get mad at me today. I can't stand it. Do you think maybe she is present in Luke 16 when Jesus spoke of a rich man, a successful man, an influential man, a man who had everything, a man in whom that most mamas would have their children to emulate. Could I, come on, guys, wake up. Give me an amen. How many times do you think moms have driven their kids in front of the gated walls of this rich man's house and said, now, kids, that's who you ought to emulate. That's who you ought to be like. That's what life is all about. Get it, can it, keep it, and enjoy it. 
Most moms would brag about their kids' financial achievements and put down their spiritual achievements. Who wants to be a preacher? They don't make no money. And the only time they're loved is temporarily. They love them this week, hate them next week. You know, I think this mom might have been standing there the day that Jesus said, and there was a rich man, verse 19. And there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple, which is indicative of success. And fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Boy, don't that sound good? Look at the last part of verse 22. And the rich man also died and was buried. You know how much of that money he took with him? Notice the next verse. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments. Seeth Abraham far off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. I bet while she is standing there listening, as our Lord taught that, her concern of her heart was that her sons did not go there. Hmm? Moms, what do you got on your mind? If there's a literal burning hell, Our prayer is, dear God, don't let one of my kids go there. Help me to be the shining example, the marquee that points them from a way of sin to the way of righteousness. Away from the world and to Christ. Away from hell to heaven. I love this mother. Because she was concerned about her children's entrance into the kingdom of God. And secondly, she was concerned not only about their entrance, about their enlistment. What do you do when you enlist in the armed services? Get that last word? Service? Enlist means to sign up. For service. Not at your discretion. Come on now. At somebody else's discretion. I've told you about one of my renegade rebellious sons. His name was Gene Jr. He's still rebellious. He's still a renegade. He got tired of daddy telling him to get a haircut. He got tired of him, his daddy telling him, You say, yes, sir, 
No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Please. Thank you. Pardon me. Pass the biscuits. He got tired of that. He showed me. He joined the Marines. He's not in a renegade. He's not very smart. He said, Daddy, you never guessed the first thing they did to me when I got here. They didn't ask me if I wanted white walls. They didn't ask me how much did I want left. They just mowed it all. Daddy, you never, uh, you never in the imaginary, you never in a hundred years imagine how they want me to address people. Daddy, I didn't even know there were so many sirs in the vocabulary. He signed up for service. You know what this mama was praying? Dear God, use my kids. Dear God, I brought them to church. Dear God, now that they're old, would you let them bring me to church? You see, this lady taught by example. Sometimes if you have time, you turn to Matthew chapter 27 and you see her standing there just a little outside of the appearance of other folk standing to the cross of our Lord. Everybody else is scared. Everybody else is afraid. Everybody else is running for cover. But there's Mary. And another Mary and the mother of the sons of Zebedee, faithful to the end. You know, a lot of we fellows are going to have to sit down on the stump when we get to heaven and watch God reward godly mothers and godly women who went to church even if their husbands didn't go. And tried with all their heart to raise their kids when their husband was all fishing and drinking and hell raising and everything else. One of these days, it's all going to be settled. And godly mothers are going to be rewarded because she had a concern about God using her kids. Notice Her actions are reflected in her faith, in her devotion, and in her spiritual ambition. In verse 22, boy, I would to God that more mothers would have an ambition for their kids to be spiritual instead of intellectual. Mothers today should be ambitious for the conversion of their children and for the development of Christian character in the lives of their kids. Christian character. Kids that have Christian character, you can trust them in a secular university. And they will be contagious to the other crowd instead of the other crowd being contagious to them. 
Well, a preacher, I took my kids to church and they went off to school and they got sidetracked and now in the world. Listen, there's more than to it than going to church. Christian character is developed at the legs and feet and in the lap of godly mothers. Don't blame your kid if they have no depth when they go out of, out in the world. Don't blame anybody in the world except mothers who were too busy. Moms, I close. What's on your mind? Kingdom. Minded moms are more interested in a relationship with Christ than social preeminence. Kingdom-minded moms is more impressed with accomplishments in the realm of spirituality and in the realm of athletics. What if we had moms as exuberant and excited about a soul winning kid as we do a base running kid? Moms, your kids are just what you have placed the emphasis on. Sorry. Did I say I was closing? I'm done. Listen to this. She's concerned about it, their interest in too. About their enlistment once they got in. And their elevation in the kingdom. Lord grant that one would sit on your right hand. One on the left. Now listen. I know. You're saying right now. I don't agree with what she's doing. Let me ask you what's wrong with asking Jesus to allow your kids to be continually in the close presence of the Lord? How much closer can you pray that your kids be to Christ than the right hand and the left? I know the ten disciples ridiculed the boys and ridiculed the mom and said, Oh, what audacity she has to come in here and ask you that. Hey, you can get mad at me if you want to, but I'm going to pray that my kids remain close to Christ all their life. I'm going to ask God with all my fervency and with all the power that has afforded me in prayer. Dear God, keep my six kids close to you all their life. And we'll just leave the promotion up to you. Dear God, I don't care if my kids clean toilets in the church. I'd rather them clean toilets in the church as to play in the band down at Billy Bob's. 
I'd rather have my kids clean the toilets at Joshua Baptist Church for the glory and honor of God as to be the next great disc jockey for Christian contemporary junk they call music. Well, I knew you'd throw that in there. Then why do you look so surprised? I'd rather for my kids to serve God I'd rather to be a doorkeeper in the house of God as to be serving in the tents of the wicked. Can anybody say amen? And here we have a nameless mom who comes to Jesus and requests out of deep concern, number one, that her kids be saved. Number two, that her kids be serving. Number three, that the kids would learn to be satisfied with where God Wants them to serve. And all of God's people said. Man you just can't beat. The love of God. Love of a mother. She come to them. Out of deep love. I don't think. There's anything on this earth. That could be compared. To the love. Of a mother. My wife is the mother of a strange duck. And we go into our barn, we got an old long necked black duck. It's not our duck, the neighbor's duck. She's sitting on more eggs than she can cover. Covetous woman. Not satisfied with what she can sit on. She saw a sale. A red apple sale. So since we got a duck sitting... Miss Mary's wanting some ducks. I told her, when the ducks hatch, we'll grab them real quick before they get to the neighbor's pond and they become bait for largemouth bass. Yes, that happens. So me wife and I, we've been watching and waiting for the mother duck to arrive. The other day we saw something peek out from Mother, mother Duck. She said, well, I better watch real closely because if Mother Duck gets the little ducks on the tank, they will be, as someone would say, move to the happy hunting ground. <laughs> One head poked out. Two heads poked out. Pretty soon they were not poking out. They were running all over the barn. But they had lost their quacker. They were not ducks at all. That's right. You guessed it. Renegade rooster got in the hatch. And five little chickens running around the barn. You know that duck thought them were hers? 
strange duck. <laughs> Thought they were hers. Protective of those little chickens. Run my wife back into the house. <laughs> my wife said, King James, I bothereth not mother duck. She'd stretch that old neck out real long. Every feather she got on her ruffled up. She looked like she weighed 50 pounds. <laughs> Love those chickens. Willing to fight the ferocious Mrs. Wolfenbarger in hand-to-hand combat. Because those were hers. She loved them. She turned her head. I stole them. (laughs) Put them where chicken's supposed to be. I guess the setting time of ducks is longer than chicken's. If she had been the average Baptist duck, she'd have been satisfied with five weird-looking little ducks that couldn't swim. (laughs) Come on now. We're having fun. I'm done. I'm done preaching. I'm done. But you know, she didn't quit. She knew something that I didn't know. She just sit, kept sitting on that nest. My, mom, my wife said this morning, she got off and six little ducklings got off with her. That's what mama's supposed to do. Mama's supposed to be caring more for her own than everything else going on around. 